The Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Today we honor the Blessed Virgin Mary and her perfection. In order for her to be perfect, it meant that she was without sin. In order for her to have been without sin, it means that she was ultimately without original sin. In order for that to have happened, it meant that God had to have done something exceptionally unique with the Blessed Virgin Mary at the moment of her creation. And that's what the Immaculate Conception is. The moment in which uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary was conceived in her mother Anne's womb, the Holy Spirit came upon her and removed original sin. And so the Blessed Virgin Mary went through life as Adam and Eve had before the fall. So Adam and Eve were created without original sin too, but they sinned and then sin entered them and then was passed on to everyone else. In the case of the Blessed Virgin Mary, from the moment of her conception for all eternity, she lives like Adam and Eve without ever having fallen. So with all the supernatural gifts that Adam and Eve had, the ability to communicate with God on a regular basis, and preternatural knowledge of all things of creation, and a normal predilection to not sinning or to not being tempted, etc., <clears throat> So today, two different things come into focus for us. One is giving Mary hyperdulia, or superdulia. So dulia is veneration. So we give to the angels and saints dulia, veneration. But we give to the Blessed Virgin Mary super or hyperdulia, which means veneration above and beyond what we give to the other created creatures that God has made, the angels and the saints. God, in creating the Blessed Virgin Mary, saw her in some way as some kind of a formal cooperator with Jesus as the mediator between God and man and the redeemer of the human race, participating with her son, Jesus, who is God in both of those endeavors. And so today, we look upon God and we thank him for the creation of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and we look upon the Blessed Virgin Mary And we adore her. We admire her greatly. Even if there was nothing in it for us, there was no advantage or gain for us in this life or in the next to have anything to do with Mary, God would still want us to venerate her because she is the greatest of his creation. He would say, look upon what I have created and venerate her for her sake. So we need to do that. We need to do that. Now in heaven, we'll do that with great delight. Some of us will do it with great delight here on earth too because we have humbled ourselves to have a relationship with her. But in the next life, everyone waits on the Blessed Virgin Mary hoping that she'll give them some kind of an order, something to do that might please her. Second is this. That Mary's intercession is super powerful. Super powerful. If she was the greatest of all of God's creation, at least in the order of created beings, angels, and human beings, then it means that she has more power than any angel or human being. Her ability to intercede for us is greater than any angel or person's ability to intercede. She has great power. In our gospel today, we hear a couple different things. One is this angel speaking to Mary. He says, hail full of grace. This is our first clue that something is uniquely special with this one. 
he says, hell, meaning she's greater than him. Whoever this human being is, the archangel Gabriel is saying, you're greater than me, hail. The second is he's saying full of grace, which means the only way you can be full of grace. And Gabriel's coming from God with God's message. God is saying of her, you are full of grace. It can only mean that she's completely absent sin. This is what gets us back to understanding that at the moment of her, of her creation, she must have had original sin removed and no sin ever added in order to be full of grace as per the word of God. The other part of this, though, <clears throat> is in our first reading in the book of Genesis, the fall of Adam and Eve, the fall of Adam and Eve, and then their whole, the whole consequences of the fall of Adam and Eve and God speaking to Adam, to Eve, and to Satan. And he says, because Satan had tempted the woman, and it was through the woman that the fall happens, and then the woman leads her husband into it. So that initial dynamic is Satan going after the woman. And the failure of Adam to protect his wife. But the the enemy going after the woman. For that, God says to the serpent, to Satan, her offspring will crush your head. It is through the woman that you, Satan, will be defeated. And so we have at the very, very beginning, the very first prophecy in the Bible, and up to a third of the Bible is prophecy. The very first one is this prophecy about the ultimate defeat of the enemy of man through the woman, through the woman. And so when we get to the book of Revelation and John is speaking about the woman with child and the dragon is looking for her, he's prowling the world looking for her, he knows what he's looking for. He's looking for the one that was prophesied in the Garden of Eden that would destroy him. So today, we thank God for the greatest of his creations, for the Blessed Virgin Mary. And we adore her and we venerate her for her glory that God has given her. Even if it does nothing for us, just because she deserves it. And lastly, we ask for her help. Her help as she sits at the right hand of her son next to his throne in heaven and intercedes for us with all the power of heaven. That she too, within our lives, can overthrow the enemy and assist us in whatever is truly good and pleasing to God.